0: This is a locker Room production. Hello and welcome. This is Talk the Plank, episode 11 of Pittsburgh Pirates podcast on SB Nation's Bucks Dugout. I'm Nathan Hirsch. Today, to recap the Pirates and Padres series, talk a little minor league baseball. The minor league season just got started, and uh, just any bucko talk, Here, there, in between. We're going to cover it today. Um, So the Pirates played three games at San Diego. They're actually off today and will resume play tomorrow at Chicago against the Cubs. But the Pirates lost two of three to San Diego. Um, Some positives in this series. Some negatives as well. The positives, I guess we could start uh, the pitching. The pitching for the Pirates was phenomenal this series. Um you look at it, the Padres only scored 7 total runs in 3 games. Usually when that happens, you're going to be able to win, but game 1 the Pirates lost 2 to nothing. Um Tyler Anderson got the start for the Pirates. He was phenomenal. He started the game with 6 hitless innings. He was on no hitter alert. And then in the seventh inning, he ran into some trouble, gave up a walk, gave up a single. The Padres had men on first and second with uh, no outs. They eventually scored two runs that inning. And Tyler Anderson was saddled with the loss. I'm not too worried about Tyler Anderson. He's been great. The ERA is down to 324. Uh, just a Just a tough, tough loss for him because the offense was pretty much non-existent. Um, And that's the big negative in this series. Yes, the Padres only scored seven runs, but the Pirates themselves only scored four runs. So they were shut out in the first game of this series. They only had four total hits, including a hit from Tyler Anderson. So the offense was even less... uh, less vibrant Colin Moran struck out three times. I mean, we'll, we'll get into it here with just how this lineup looks currently, but, uh, they lost game one of this series game Two, Mitch Keller got the start and the, uh, the Mitch Keller roller coaster took an upturn in this one. He was really, really good. Uh, He went five and two thirds, only gave up two hits, struck out five, and he did not give up any earned runs whatsoever, only walked two, and this was a taste of the good Mitch Mitch Keller. So, um, we'll see. Once again, the big thing with him, can he build upon it in his next start? Can he start to string together some, some good starts one after another, or will it just be up and down, up and down. The ERA was brought down to 6.29 for Keller in this one. But hey, anytime he's pitching well, you got to be happy about it because he is—he's a—he's a core piece for this future squad. You would think. Uh, the offense, once again, not too great. Only two runs scored, but they did have ten hits in this one. Multi-hit games from Brian Reynolds and Colin Moran. Um, They were able to just squeak out a few runs, including in the sixth inning. It was a really heads-up play by Eric Gonzalez. Uh, Jacob Stallings hit a weak ground ball to second with Gonzalez on second. Uh, Gonzalez broke for third on contact, and he rounded third and scored on a nonchalant play from, uh, I forget who was at second base. It might have been Kim, but... Or no, I think it was Cronenworth. Cronenworth lobbed the ball over to first. Hosmer fired home, but uh, Gonzalez was able to score. It gave the Pirates a 2-0 lead. And uh, the Padres would make it 2-1 to one in the seventh, but Pirates bullpen was able to hold it down. Kyle Crick and Richard Rodriguez, another scoreless outing each for them. They both tossed one inning. Rod, Rich Rod got the save, and... Uh, Shout-out to Rich Rod. He has uh, performed the reliever-perfect game where he has sat down 27 batters in a row. And um, kudos to him. Him and Crick each still with a zero ERA on the season. And it's May, so this has been really impressive from them. Even if they are getting slightly lucky, getting some contact luck either way it's uh it's really impressive to see what they've done. So uh the Pirates won that one 2 to 1. They were able to squeak out two runs in that one. Last night they squeaked out two runs as well, but they lost 4 to 2. Uh JT Brewbaker got the start. He didn't have his best stuff per se, but he did he did go 5 Five hard, grinded innings, gave up six hits, two earned runs, struck out seven, walked three, threw 93 pitches over those five innings, but he was able to limit damage. And, I mean, anytime you're only giving up two runs through five, I'll take that. But uh, he lasted five. Padres got out to a 2 nothing lead. In the sixth inning, though, the Pirates were able to tie it up. They hit a home run for the first time in a week. Pittsburgh Pirates hit a home run. Brian Reynolds hit an opposite field home run to left field off of Yu Darvish to cut the lead to two to one. And then Kai Tom hit a sacrifice fly that tied the game. Unfortunately, in the bottom of the sixth inning, Dwayne Underwood Jr. entered the chat and he was uh, he was touched up a little bit. He went an inning, gave up two hits. Two runs, only one earned uh, thanks to an Eric Gonzalez error. Um, pretty much Jake Cronenworth singled in two runners and the Padres took a 42 lead and they would hold that lead. In that game, though, uh, Chris Stratton and Clay Holmes each had a scoreless inning. But once again, the Pirates offense was just basically non-existent. Last night, as a whole, they had seven hits. Colin Moran had two himself, but uh, just a whole bunch of nothing, pretty much. And uh, once again, the lack of power really rearing its ugly head. And it's basically how it went. Good thing though, the pitching did look good in this series, so we can uh, we can look at the positive there. Pirates are thirteen and seventeen on the season, which. Through 30 games, I'll, I'll take that. That's not too bad. They do have the worst run differential in the National League, minus 29. Um, they are in last place once again in the National League Central. But hey, we kind of expected this. They don't have the worst record in the NL Central. That is, I mean, in the National League. They do have the worst record in the NL Central. But in the National League, the Colorado Rockies still have the worst record. And uh, actually, the Miami Marlins are just a half game up on the Pirates for the third worst record in the National League. So uh, looking ahead, Pirates have an off day today, and then they will travel to Wrigley to play the Cubs Yet again, I think this is the third series that the Pirates will play, the Cubs. And um, just just looking here at the pitching matchups for this weekend series, we'll go over that real quick right now. Tomorrow, Trevor Cahill gets the start. He will go against Zach Davies, if you bet. Although the Pirates offense has been struggling lately, if you bet, I would not uh I wouldn't advise against taking the over in this game. Zach Davies has been bad. Twenty-three innings pitched. He's given up twenty-one earned runs. So that ERA is close to nine. He has still walked more batters than he has struck out. And against the Pirates, Pirates crushed him uh early in April. April tenth, Zach Davies only lasted an inning and two thirds against these Pirates. He gave gave up seven runs, so we'll see if they can uh, repeat that. Meanwhile, Trevor Cahill, he has also I keep uh, keep talking about this. He he has struggled with the Pirates. The ERA does not look good seven four zero, but he's been unlucky. Uh, the F-, F X FIP is three forty three. Cahill still has the fourth-highest f WAR among pitchers on this team. He'll get the start tomorrow, and we'll see if his luck turns around. The BAPIP is still extremely high against him, 351. Uh, but, hey, we'll see what happens. If I if I were a betting man, which I am, I might just take the over in tomorrow's game against the Cubs, the over total. We'll see what that is. It'll probably be up there, though. It'll probably be about Eight and a half runs, but we will see. Uh, Saturday, the Pirates play the Cubs again, obviously. And in that pitching matchup, we will have Will Crow facing off against former bucko Trevor Williams. Uh, Trevor Williams has actually been – I was going to say he's been decent. He hasn't been that great. Six starts, 27 innings. He's given up 18 earned runs. Uh, He he has been striking out some hitters, though. 29 Ks to just 14 walks. But as always is a problem for Trevor Williams, he does give up the long ball. He's given up five home runs this season. And once again, the Pirates had success against Williams on uh, April 11th. He gave up 10 hits and three and a third innings to the Pirates. Gave up five earned runs, and the Pirates were able to win that game. So we'll see what happens. He's going off. He's uh, facing off against Will Crow. Crow has been decent in his two starts. In his last start, it was pretty interesting. The breaking stuff was not working at all, but he was able to just pump his fastball in there, 96, 97 miles an hour, where in his first start, He was sitting at 91 and 92 miles an hour. So pretty interesting. We'll see which Will Crow we get, the flamethrower or the uh, non-flamethrower. Hopefully we get the flamethrower mixed with some of that good uh, secondary stuff. But so far this year, Crow has uh, started two games. He's pitched nine and two thirds, giving him five earned runs he has walked more than he's struck out 8 walks 7 strikeouts but he's gotten a little lucky but we'll see if he's able to build upon his last few starts and continue to uh get better here with the pirates he's just kind of one of the he's one of those guys that he wasn't the main piece acquired in the Josh Bell trade he was kind of a throw in but if he could be a back end of the rotation type starter i mean you will take that all day and he's definitely getting a look here. He's He's been getting his opportunity. And it'll be interesting to see how he does Saturday afternoon against the Cubs. On Sunday, I will give the Pirates an edge pitching matchup-wise. Tyler Anderson takes the mound yet again. And he will be facing off against the struggling Kyle Hendricks. Six starts for Hendricks this year. 29 and two-thirds innings pitched. He's given up 20 earned runs. And the crazy thing here, 29 and two-thirds innings, he's given up 11 home runs. That is bonkers, including a few weeks ago on Sunday Night Baseball. I remember I watched this. He gave up four home runs in the first inning to the Atlanta Braves. But uh, – He was actually really, really good in his last start, though, against the Los Angeles Dodgers, who the Dodgers suck. Am I right? I mean, the Dodgers have been terrible lately. Um, But, I mean, they'll obviously turn it around here at some point. But in his last start against the Dodgers, uh, Kyle Hendricks tossed seven innings in a complete game, seven-inning game uh, in a doubleheader. He only gave up one earned run in that one. Came on a home run, though. Six strikeouts, one walk. He got the win. But uh, Hendricks has been mostly pretty bad, although a lot of his damage has been – the Braves have just been a nightmare for Kyle Hendricks. I mentioned that Sunday night game. That was April 18th. Ten days later, on April 28th, Hendricks again against the Braves. Gave up seven earned runs and three and two-thirds. Three more dingers he gave up. And, uh, yeah, it was a nightmare for him. But we'll see. He will face off against the Pirates. um, And the Pirates were able to get to him on opening day a bit. They drew a few walks. So we'll see what happens. So that is this weekend. Um, Perhaps the Pirates' offense will be able to get back on track. They definitely do have some more favorable pitching matchups with Davies Williams and Hendricks all of those guys don't throw particularly fast they are all prone to give up some home runs maybe there will be some wind blowing out at Wrigley Field and maybe just maybe the Pirates will be able to uh, hit more than one home run in a week's time like they did from Wednesday to Wednesday last week I guess last Wednesday though they did two. They hit two home runs in that one. But all the way then until last night, it was just the one home run from Brian Reynolds. So yeah, I mean, the offense is a problem. There is no other way to put it. You look at it right now. Um Brian Reynolds still good overall. WRC plus for him is 134. Uh that I mean that's that's a really nice mark for him. He's hitting 291, still getting on base 376, slugging 473. Although yeah, he just he only has 3 home runs which he's probably on pace for about 15 to 20 at this point, maybe 15 to 18. Uh he's still he's getting some extra base hits and overall he's been he's been good. He's been the Pirates best hitter this season. Jacob Stallings his wrc plus is 114. As the catcher, you'll take that. He has next to zero power. His slugging's three seventy five, but at the same time, he's been walking a ton. The on base is also three seventy five. Colin Moran, he has uh, he's fallen off a little bit. He's still hitting, just for less power. His four home runs is still tied for the team lead, which is not a lot for a team leader, but uh. 292, 350, 472. His WRC Plus is 125. And then the final Pirates hitter with a WRC Plus above 100 is Adam Frazier still. And uh, although he's not hitting 300 anymore, he's hitting 288, 356 on base, 398 slugging, zero home runs, which is a little bit surprising. Uh, Adam Frazier, I mean, you don't see him... He's not, he's not Mister uh, Power guy. You never expect him to be like a twenty home run guy, but you expect in a normal season he'll 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 get you ten at least. And so we'll see if he's able to uh, find his power stroke. But overall, he's been decent. Other than that, though, I mean Philip Evans, I continue to preach the Philip Evans gospel. Um, I think he's gonna pick it up. I still think he's been unlucky the w r c plus is still at ninety six below average, but slightly um he'll be fine so other than that, though, I mean we could go through Gregory Polanco, who was put on the injured list for a little while. i don't know how long that'll last, but his w r c plus is at eighty. Kevin Newman continues to be a disaster. He's at 35. Eric Gonzalez, who kind of got off to a decent little start, he has plummeted back into just an awful hitter. His WRC Plus is 57. Uh, Kai Tom, in his short time, 20 plate appearances thus far, he's at 64 for the WRC Plus, Although, although he's not hitting yet, I guess. He is getting on base, and he, he is drawing walks. Uh, he has five walks so far this year. So we'll see if he's – uh perhaps he's a nice little on-base guy, and if he just hits a little bit, he'll be a little more productive. Um, and it's funny. He's, he's looked at the plate approach-wise, just eye test. He's looked just bounds better than uh, Dustin Fowler or – anthony alford but i mean at the same time that's like that's like comparing a kindergartner taking the bar exam to maybe like a seventh grader taking the bar exam so not a lot of success on both ends there but uh yeah todd Fraser continues to be a disaster although i will say his wrc plus has risen from the last time i mentioned it the last time i mentioned it His, his, uh, his WRC plus was at five. Now it's gone all the way up to seven. So improvement right there. But, uh, yeah, the offense just, it lacks thump. There's some good hitters, but, uh, it's not, it's not looking great. Meanwhile, on the pitching side, mentioned it earlier, bullpen's still great. Rich Rod's still great. Tyler Anderson, uh, JT Brubaker, still good on the starting end. Mitch Keller had that nice start. So that's that's encouraging to see. But the offense, ugh. That said, though, the minor league season started this week. And I, I want to talk about some uh, performances there. I'm getting excited. I'll just kind of run through each of the four teams. Uh, they've all played two games so far, so nothing crazy to uh talk about. But Travis Swaggerty at Triple A. We mentioned on the last pod, Jeremy said this team needs some swaggerty. And uh he has been he's looked nice. Two games so far, four hits and eight at bats. He hit a home run, which uh, hey, that's what the pirates need. So we'll see. We'll see if this is uh a trend this year. If Swaggerty going to be good, we'll see. And perhaps at some point in the summer, he's called up. Ironically enough, Dustin Fowler hit a home run for Indianapolis, a triple A. Um, who knows? Maybe he finds his swing down there and can come up again at some point. But uh, that that's pretty interesting to see on the pitching end. Chase DeYoung was the opening day starter. Uh, He was a pickup this offseason, and he went six scoreless, struck out ten. So put Chase DeYoung in the Will Crow, Cody Ponce type uh, tier of Pirates, kind of older, too old to be a rookie type, but who knows, maybe they have something to be decent. Uh, Put him in that camp. He was good. And, uh, yeah, so that's AAA. Looking at the Altoona curve, Mason Martin has three hits. He is the big lumbering first baseman with huge power. Um, You hope that he can be one of those guys to help the next winning club and uh, hit a ton of home runs because that's what the Pirates need. Um, O'Neal Cruz has two hits so far. He's another guy he's still playing shortstop, which we'll see how long this lasts. How long will O'Neill cruz play shortstop, especially considering some of the players in the uh in the minor league tier below him at single high a greensboro the old grasshoppers I look at that team they have the middle infield of the future okay at shortstop you have hmm, paguero live Leaver paguero sorry if that's wrong but he has looked really really nice uh he already has two home runs this year at shortstop i saw a video of his swing some people were comparing it to ronald acuna's swing you could look it up for yourself. I think it was on Baseball America. You can uh, form your own opinions, but it looked really nice. And uh, he, he, who was uh, acquired in the Starling Marte trade, he has looked nice there in two games. Once again, two games. It doesn't matter. But two home runs in two games, that's exciting to see. Nick Gonzalez, the first-round pick from last season at second base. He also hit a home run. He also had a double, and uh, he looked really nice. Back on the pitching side, I forgot to mention for the curve, Ronzi Contreras, who, give Ben Sherrington credit, he was acquired in the Jamison tie-on deal. Ronzi Contreras, in five innings on opening day for the curve, had 11 strikeouts, and he didn't give up any runs. Keep an eye on Ronesy. He's got an easy, easy 100-mile-an-hour fastball. The breaking stuff plays. And we'll see. uh, We'll have to keep checking in on his progression this year. But heck of a first impression from Ronesy. Ronesy Contreras. Um, Once again, on the pitching side for Greensboro, um, Quinn Priester. Didn't have the best start, only went three, gave up three earned runs, but uh, I'm not worried about him. We're actually at the point in the season where when players do good, you overreact and get super happy about it, but when they do bad, it's okay because it's still a long season and uh, whatever. They'll find their stuff. Tanaj Thomas got a start as well. He went three innings. Struck out seven. That's nice. Only gave up one earned. So keep an eye on him. Him and Quinn Priester. Those are the top prospects in this this uh, farm system. I believe Fangraphs has Priester at two and Thomas at four overall. So keep an eye on them. But uh, we'll see what happens. And then finally in Bradenton who is now at low A. Alexander Mohica, he is a big boy. He hit a towering freaking bomb at Bradenton, and uh, the home runs don't come cheap there. But uh, keep an eye on him. He's a third baseman. So we'll see. We'll see what he's all about. Hudson Head, uh, just one hit so far and eight at-bats. Once again, don't care. We'll see. On the pitching side in Bradenton, what did we have? What did we have? A few few decent outings. Not not any huge name prospects per se, but, uh, you know, Luis Ortiz, three innings. Gave up a run. Not too bad. Five strikeouts. You'll take that. Uh, Logan Hoffman. Three innings seven strikeouts that is impressive no walks just one hit no runs given up so that's kind of my little minorly report here I was just kind of thinking like way too early to predict of the 2024 Pirates lineup but in my head I kind of I was uh I was drafting it out a little bit and this is what I came to I'll talk about this and then uh then we could wrap it up here but so this is what I'm thinking. Leading off for the 2024 Pirates, I think it'll be Brian Reynolds in left field. I think he will stick around at that point. He will be a uh, a veteran. He'll kind of be the elder, stateman, elder statesman of the Pirates, which is kind of funny to think about. Stickman left. He will bat lead off. Batting second will be second baseman, Nick Gonzalez. I think he's going to be really, really solid. Really good. Batting third. He's not up yet. He'll be back soon. I haven't mentioned him yet in this podcast. It'll be third baseman Key Brian Hayes, who he's going to be taking live pitching soon. I cross my fingers that he is good and uh, good to go. and The wrist is feeling nice, but we'll see. Batting fourth for the 2024 Pirates. I will say this will be I don't have a position for him, but I'm going to just guess D.H. O'Neal Cruz. And yes, at that point, the D.H. will be in Major League Baseball, in the National League. I'm sorry if you're against it. It's just going to happen. But O'Neal Cruz will bat fourth. He will be the D.H. And uh, you hope, you just hope and pray that he is that big power guy that the Pirates organization desperately needs batting fifth I'm sold after uh after seeing two home runs in two days it's going to be Paguero the shortstop Leo oh man I need to find out how to say his first name I'm so sorry but uh I botched names that's just what I do Leo Ver, Paguero batting fifth he will be a Spunky power hitting shortstop. I just know it. I just mm, I hope. Batting sixth, first base. Mason Martin. We'll see. Maybe he'll be that uh guy. He might he might not hit 250, but if he's hitting 40 bombs, 35 bombs, maybe he's that Pedro Alvarez type. We'll see. Um batting seventh. We'll put we'll put uh Right field, Cal Mitchell and or Hudson Head. I'm not sure. We'll see uh, who kind of takes that over. But uh, Cal Mitchell, he has one hit and five at-bat so far with Altoona, which we'll see. Batting eighth, center field. He might be up later this year, Travis Swaggerty. And then batting ninth. Who am I forgetting? Oh. Yeah, there's no catcher in this organization. So whoever the catcher is, maybe it's maybe it's age 35 Jacob Stallings, but uh whoever the catcher is, he'll be bad glass for this lineup. Although I will say for uh for Bradenton there was a catcher, Andy Rodriguez, who oh, I think he was acquired in a trade this year. I just forget which one, but uh, I mean, so far this year Six at-bats, he has a double and a home run, so we'll take that. Maybe he's that guy, but it's way too early, but it's just fun to uh, to ponder about that. But, yeah, the minor league Pirates, exciting, 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 tons of exciting things. The farm system is looking deep. It's looking juicy. It's looking good. And um, if you start to feel bad about watching this current offense, just look up some nick gonzalez highlights and it might uh might help you stay a little sane all righty we're going to wrap it up right there this is talk to plank here on locker room thank you to everyone as always for uh chiming in listening live it's always a pleasure uh talk to plank i'm nathan hirsch follow me on twitter at nathan underscore hirsch h-u-r-s-h Follow Bucks Dugout on Twitter, at BucksDugout. Always listen in. This is episode 11 of Talk the Plank. It's always a pleasure to uh, talk to all of you. We'll be back Sunday afternoon after the conclusion of the Pirates and Cubs series. Hopefully the Pirates put some runs up and give me something to talk about. We'll see, though. But uh, thanks, as always, for everyone who listens. And uh, have a great rest of your day. Peace.